This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc good to have you back in the studio yes gordon how's it going all right are you uh, finding that you know life is Getting back to to normal in 2022, or are you, are you yeah, still I think, you are know, you on I mean, the real peddling? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, South Africa. I mean, you close off in the middle of, of December and kind of wake up in the middle of Jan. I just found, in my experience, it closed a bit earlier this year, uh, and and I think now, you know, we're back into it this week. I mean, if you're not it back into into the saddle now, well then, gee, whispers, yeah. and you've really taken a long break. So yeah, I think getting back and and long term, I think you know some green shoots. I think we've chatted you and I yeah, chatted about green, that. Yeah. You know, people are doing stuff. There's still people that still industries that are suffering. I mean, you know, travel tourism, the uncertainty that continues. Yeah. But uh, there are other players that are that are well, doing travel that. and uncertainty uh, <laughs> uh, went off the charts uh, with Djokovic. I mean, if you think waking up in the middle of January was was tough, making up waking up in a in a flea bitten hotel in Melbourne must have been a lot tougher for our friend Djokovic. What's your take on that? Yeah, and, and, and brand uh, reputational damage to brand Australia and and, yeah. and the Australian Open. I think both both Djokovic as well as the Australian Open, Gordon. I just, you know, I think, and again, I'm not taking a side on this. I'm just looking at it as we all do from the outside. Uh, there's no doubt that Djokovic is the tennis player and he's got a whole team of professional people around him. So this thing didn't happen overnight. It's come from a while. They should have known uh, the travel restrictions, the on, off, the quarantine, do you, don't you. If you fold in the stuff incorrectly, if you misled the guys, well then, you know, people need to, to take account for that. But certainly the way it was handled, I think the thing was drawn out too long. I think it was handled badly. And the problem, I guess, with 
such iconic people, it becomes now a, a geopolitical issue. It's now between countries. You know, you've seen, you know, the Serbian president make comments in Australia. It's become a massive issue, and I think badly handled for all parties. I think it should have been sorted out a lot earlier. And I think at the end of the day, in today's era of professional sportsmen, they've got such a team of lawyers, of managers, of he doesn't book his own flight and book his own hotel. And maybe he did fill in his own form. But I mean, you know, if, if that got, couldn't have been handled better, then I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I can't add to that. I think that's a really tight summation of of the fact that no winners on the on this exchange. Uh, I think. But talking about winners, we do have with us today uh, Trish Guilford, who has her own uh, media consultancy, Tradigital. But today we're chatting to Trish in her capacity as the general manager of the Out of Home Measurement Council, the OMC. So, Trish, welcome. Uh, to the studio. Thanks for, for making the time this morning. I know you're rushing around because you're planning for your Woo conference. Well, you know, I've got to careful. I say Woo because it's very close to the other, the P word, and it's got to come out correctly. Woo. <laughs> Good morning, and thank you very much. And it's lovely to be here. Uh, yes, uh, we've hit the ground running. Um, in fact, we didn't actually stop in December. Um, I've been working right through. So. Yeah. Really, really busy times uh, and fantastic. I mean, it's quite, it's quite nice. And uh, we're looking forward to having the WOO Forum, Africa Forum. Um, and it's going to be hosted on the 3rd. So, and we're going to cover that in a little more detail mm. later on. But WOO, uh, as in Winnie the Pooh, but without the H. Why, why are there, I mean, it's out of home. Why is there no H in, in WOO? Uh, uh, just as an aside <laughs> it's important to me I'm, I'm getting quite edgy it's, an, it's another acronym <laughs> yes. no, it, so it stands for the World Out of Home Organization uh, and a lot of our um, media owners are part of that of, of, of the federation and, and the organization so that's where WU comes from and obviously we don't want to mix it with health at, at yeah. any point oh, okay. in time, <laughs> sure. as in the World Health Organization. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's why there's no H in there. All right. Well, I'm glad A.A. Milne still called his Winnie the Pooh with the H because it would have been an, an unspeakable horror had he left the H <laughs> with, in my opinion. But, okay. <laughs> but Trish, let, let's take a step back first. Um, Out of Home Measurement Council uh, is a body which um, has a big footprint now but kind of emerged in the post kind of AMPS uh, uh, landscape. Just d take us through the background of the OMC. What's its mandate? Who's its membership base? And, and uh, you know, what, what, what's what been the primary focus for the for the initial, what, about six or seven years now? Yeah. Uh, so, so initially what happened was the demise of AMPS coming through, you know, a couple of years ago, um, it meant that there was absolutely nothing there in terms of out-of-home measurement. Uh, which was a major concern because without measurement or some kind of idea of who was being reached with out of home meant that budgets and things just didn't kind of go through to, to media owners. Uh, so what has happened and, and what did happen uh, in 2013 and 2014, um, it was investigated uh, and it, there was a task team set up and uh, the ladies that were, were there, um, which was Terry Murphy and Lynn Jones, <clears throat> they spearheaded it on behalf of the industry, looking at best practices, looking at how to go about it, how to get our own out-of-home research up and running, so that at least we had something, we had a currency to, to be able mm -hmm. to work with it. 
I wasn't involved with it at that time. I only joined in, in uh, 2019. But they did a lot of the legwork and the partners of the OMC were then, um, you know, approached and contract signed, et cetera, et cetera. And we really did implement, or they really did implement best practice. And the idea of the, of the out-of-home measurement council is just that. It's all about the research of out-of-home. And uh, we are not mandated to do anything else. It's not about governing, you know, who does what or bylaws or anything else. It is literally looking at the research for out of and, and how is it funded? And So the funding happens um, by the members themselves. We had four founding members, or we've still got four founding members. Uh, and... Yes, I mean, so that's, I mean that's JC Deco, Prime Media, Ad Outpost, Ad Outpost, and Outdoor Network. Okay, so that's so that's the founding. Yeah, the founding. But I know there's been a lot of development and a lot of smaller players coming 100%. in as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So those four founding members have put in millions. Let's just put it that way mm. into the research to get it up off of the ground um, and to to make sure that you know we have got this currency. And thanks to them, and uh, it is a very big thank you from from an industry perspective, mm. because without their funding, we would still be sitting yeah. back in 2012 with no research at all. Yeah. Um, and people just saying, oh, yes, we'll include it in our you know research. And what happens? Out of home gets, yes, we reach 100%. We yeah. know that we reach 100%, but who are those people? Yeah. You know, everybody can say that they've seen out of home. Yeah. But uh, we need a media yeah. metric. We need we need to know the reach. We need to know the frequency. Yeah. My background, as you know, is is media strategist, yeah. and I love all of those things. So it's 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 just fantastic yeah. that we've got we've got the road. And I think uh, and road road is a particular uh, uh, study which we'll talk about because that's going to be changing as well, or or the the software accessing to road will change. But the big difference between the old amps and and road is that in the old amps we could look at kind of broad-based uh, incidents. Have you seen a, a, a billboard with an advert on it? It was actually, it wasn't a bad measure at all in Amsterdam. It was, in fact, the only measure which really measured your exposure to an advert. Mm. So it didn't say, did you see a bus? It said, did you see a bus with an advert on it? And this Correct. is a picture. Does it? And it looks like that. Whereas all the others, you know, did you listen to a radio station? Did you watch a, a TV mm. station? The, the access to the advert was kind of inferred rather than explicit. So it's a, it, it's a pity yes. in a way that we, we lost some of that um, generic stuff. But, you know, I think yes, a lot absolutely. of that's embedded now in because you have got this thing in your currency, audience currency, which is a VAR, a visibility adjusted index. So let's just talk very briefly about that because that's really important. You You don't attribute the same value to a site which is right on the road, 90 degrees to the road versus one uh, that's 100 meters off the road at an angle, you know, facing the wrong way. The VAI adjusts all of that stuff. Would, and that's yes. quite unique. I'd love to see the equivalent of a VAI on radio and television. Absolutely. I wouldn't know that be great. Uh, so the visibility analysis is exactly that. It's, it's um, maybe we should take one step back <laughs> so I can explain it properly. So the partners of the OMC obviously then give us the road research. So let's just go through the partners quickly, if you don't mind. So uh, because there's lots of different parts that then form one one set of, of, of results and, and research. So we've got Ask Africa, who does a travel survey for us. 
And the travel survey is really important, Gordon. And, and to your point is that we need to know not just who has seen an advert, but who has potentially got the opportunity of seeing an advert, depend, depending on which route they take from, from work to home or home to work or schools or whatever the case may be. So we do 15,000 interviews face-to-face, or we, we did do until the yeah. lovely COVID arrived. Um, and that is measuring, and we looked at specific routes that people had taken, how long they had traveled, where they had gone to. And then obviously we had demographic overlay on that. So that's I really think you also had purpose of trip as well, which yes. was a really, really interesting insight. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. So the, the, the questionnaire is, is really detailed and you get real gold nuggets out of that for, for strategy. Mm. Um, and that's where I've been pushing from a media agency perspective mm. to say, you know, really, at the moment there's nothing much out there in, in terms of research um, and, and inputs from a demographic perspective. Um, and we can offer that to the industry yeah. 100%. But that's, that's an aside and a, and a different conversation altogether. So we do the travel survey. We then scrutinize the data. And Cooper Research is our partner in terms of scrutinizing data and making sure that everything is correct from a research perspective um, in terms of best practice and ticking all the right boxes. And we then use uh, Coenda Infometrics. Now, Coenda Infometrics is a Spanish-based company, and they brought in their visibility analysis along with their modeling. So we used um, a satellite. Thank goodness they paid for for those kind of things. But satellite traffic imaging um, and overlaid that with, with the routes and the travel survey. And then we could see potentially which route you would take based on traffic density. That all went into the modeling and then, of course, your visibility analysis. And that visibility analysis works in uh, a cone of visibility from your from your um, panel. And anybody passing within that cone would take uh, and be counted as a potential person yeah. of, of yeah. being reached. An opportunity okay. to see an opportunity in, in old speak. Yeah. Or, yeah. or here or whatever the case yeah. may be. So that's how it works. But... Um, it it is sort of restricted in that it doesn't take into account height. Mm. So we've got fabulous sites sitting in the in the centre of Johannesburg, mm. um, and if you think of Colton Centre, Absa Towers, all of those, where we've got lots of branding going around the top of mm. a building. Okay, we know that people can see it for miles. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in terms of where that visibility analysis is, it's based on street level. Mm. Yeah. So we actually don't know what the perfect impact is or yeah. the per- yeah. perfect potential is. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So that, ha- that that is a limitation and has been a limitation. Mm. But it's all about um, being able to say that we know somebody's driven past, you know, mm. somebody has walked past, somebody has yeah. taken a bicycle past, mm. um, and they're of a potential contact. So just, I mean, Doc, looking at it from a marketer perspective, out of home has been the sort of uh, – would say the pirate media, but I mean the kind of rough and ready approach. You know, whereas television was sophisticated and we gave you mm. GRPs and things like that. Mm. I mean, if I came to you and said, "Listen, I've got a gigantic billboard that's going to go on top of Table Mountain," mm. 
Mm. I mean, would you be worried about the audience and the reach, or would you just be saying, okay, I want to be on top of the table mountain? Is it uh, what I'm getting is yeah. it more of an instinctive reaction from a marketing perspective yeah. out of home? You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Both Gordon, certainly from my experience, you know, we, we, and Trisha, I'm going to circle back to just the, a lot of empirical good data from what I'm hearing. My question, and, and we can just discuss it later, is how much of that is actually used, translated into, you know, easy to understand metrics for, for brands. In other words, where, who does that middle bit of work? Because I very rarely, Gordon, as, a, as an ex-client, got empirical data. I relied on, on media houses to, to do that based on briefs, based on discussions, etc. So to answer your question, Gordon, a little bit of both. We would take certain tactical sites that were opportunities for us to do things. Now, when I looked at Out of Home, I, you know, and I guess the, the broad definition for me was certainly static of different shapes, whether it's street lights or spectaculars or whatever, uh, building indoor, outdoor building, uh, moving media, all of that. Is that still kind of the, the definition we're looking? We're not just looking at static Out of Home, are we? So, it, so road is just static. Okay. Um, and obviously it has morphed into being static and digital. Okay. But it, it, as, the, as the name implies, yeah. it has to be along the roadside because yeah. that's how the, the audiences okay. and things are calculated. So it doesn't pick so up, say, in, say, let's take for argument's sake, say, an informal measurement of a spaza shop, a fascia board on top of it. Okay. Yeah. Now, the reason no. why I say that to you, Gordon, because we, you know, looking at, at my last job, we, had a, we, we attracted and spoke to a lot of different audiences. Mm-hmm. So for argument's sake, let's take an example. We would look at Patco buses. We would take the outside, which is the most obvious part. Mm-hmm. Then inside, then what we would do is vend, is prepaid. In other words, yes. do prepaid vending inside of a bus on an electronic terminal, which was a, our core business through a, a major yeah. partner in Shell at that stage. Plus then, we would get into Wi-Fi hotspots. Now, I'm going back a few years when it was still well, new. Very innovative you, at the yeah, time. You yeah, know, I remember so, it. So yeah. the point I'm making is it wasn't just a simple outdoor of a bus or a tuk-tuk or a brand your car type yeah. thing as moving media. The same with static media to a degree, and I'm not talking about just the move from, from static into digital and, and interactive. I'm also talking about specifically location-based when we would go into, say, informal settlements ahead above a spaza shop. You know, as we would deck out the spaza shop. So you'd paint a few walls, whatever, put a board on top. Um, the whole idea there was to sell prepay, not just to get, obviously, the, the outdoor advertising. So, yeah, to answer your question, I would look at it not from an instinctive point of view, but there were a lot of things that, that we thought was right to do, but it had to be backed up with the data. And again, you know, any site, two sites, which was the better site? Now, I'd ask Media Shop to tell me which is the better site. You know, that was, that was my part of my question. Mm. They must take all that. They've got rich data to distill it. Now, let's just go back to road and just uh, static on road. There again, you know, I'd say, and we spent, I mean, we had some big spectaculars that cost a lot of money. So I'd always be asking the question, is it still worth it? Do we still continue? Yeah. Do we take that money and buy five other boards? How do you know? Those are the yeah. sort of questions. So, I mean, tactics for me is, is critical. And I'll share you know, a glorious example from my, my past where in the 90s I was involved in, in the launch of, uh, of Pepsi or the entry of Pepsi into mm, South Africa. I and I bought uh, 96 sheet billboards, big ones. And then I got a frantic call from one of my sales execs um, on the media owner side saying, look, we've got a real problem on our hands here, you know, Coca-Cola is a big client of ours, and they they want to put a billboard right next to each one of your your Pepsi sites. I said, okay, that is a bit problematic. 
what size they want to put a 48 sheet. I said, let me just get this right. So the number one brand wants to put a billboard next to me, the Challenger brand, which is half the size nice. of mine. So I tell you what, if you, if you can't get them to follow through, I'll pay for the 48 sheets. <laughs> so we had this glorious tactical scenario where yeah. there was a Coca-Cola 48 sheet next to my big, impressive 96 sheet entry into the market. And that for me, I've never forgotten, is, is a classic example of yeah. failing to understand that out of home is a tactical medium as much yeah. as anything else, not just about the size and of the I mean, audience. Just absolutely, Gordon. And just adding to that, Trish, sorry to, I know you want to you say, oh, firstly, I didn't welcome you from our side, so <laughs> thanks very much for, for coming you. to spend some time chatting with us today. And, she, and she's but, um, come here for the listeners who can't see in studio. She's come, as I, and I fully approve, uh, with you know, parental, uh, <laughs> parental guidance. Parental yeah, supervision. Parental uh, <laughs> supervision, so she's on her very best behavior yeah, because, um, you know, we're still in the, just immediately preschool uh, time, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and so, Gordon, just talking tactically, and I'm just thinking when you're talking Pepsi Coke, and I mean, we were, uh, my last company, we were in the cell phone game, and we were challenge a brand up against the two big incumbents. And, and certainly from that point of view, uh, we, would, we would go and, and take out specific billboards just outside of the head office of the of the opposition <laughs> and also yeah. make damn sure that you don't get caught with your pants down so we would make sure that media shop and i said to them under no circumstances will you ever lose this board that's outside of our head office so you take this board and it's the old thing of you know you put the board in front of the chairman's house type thing yes, it wasn't absolutely. as bad as that but we did it just from an irritation value point of view to say to you you know the two big guys listen we're going to put up and i said you just Make sure it doesn't get ridiculously expensive, but hang on to that. Don't lose that. So let's uh, let's just you know we don't yeah. we don't to discuss and, and, that. And I think that, that's a part of the dynamic. I think of, of of the of the medium, which is far too often treated as a static audience generator rather than a, a marketing tool. Hundred percent. And and out of home has always been about uh, making an impact. Mm. All right. So mm. going back to those good old days. Um, a long time ago, Gordon, <laughs> where it was about having a maximum of eight words on a on a billboard so that people could read it, yeah. um, not taking a print ad and putting that up on a billboard. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and it was brand awareness. And, yeah. and to your point, um, Doug, is, is that it was about that and it and it must be that and it should still be about that but it's not, but it's not. I, see, I mean i've seen some i mean again sorry to interrupt you trish no? i want to make a point i mean i've seen some geez i'd always hate it uh, billboards on the wrong side of the road for me when i was a client i never mm. i never allowed on the guys right. to buy i can't you, you're joking with yeah. me why would you want to go look there when you should be looking yeah <laughs> so that's the first thing and the second thing is words on a board eh? i mean i've seen so many boards lately that i'd say to people are, are these guys is this like for real who who signed off this creative i mean it's a joke i don't know it where to joke. look on the board so yeah, yeah sorry to interrupt you no no not at all um yeah look it is a joke and and i've I've worked on a couple of clients where they have literally taken a print ad and then put it up on a I, billboard, and it just looks ridiculous. A print ad I could even live with. I think we have a we have a bigger problem, and it's something Trish you and I've often discussed. That it's the it comes back to the digital native digital immigrant scenario. Mm. If I'm a digital native, my life is 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 revolves around you know the screens and and websites and things like that. And if you if you analyze some of those big billboards, they, they are being designed as if they are websites mm -hmm. with six or seven points of entry, mm -hmm. which is which is crazy. So I, we weren't going to go into this <laughs> discussion today specifically, but what I will do for, for the listeners out there is I'll put the link to my uh, 
my media oh. planning book or, or, mm. or the planning book I did, uh, Planning in the Ozone, and take a look there at the case study for Evian Water, where they did a controlled case study out of the University, I think, of Vancouver in Canada, which showed uh, a regression. Every additional element uh, of creative that you put onto the screen, there was a, re there was a regression in terms of information retained. Mm. It's just crazy overload. But let's bring it back oh, on track. because So the road data uh, will, will continue. There, there's a new supplier, yes. and but equally importantly, a new software interface, which is going to be a, quite a game changer. Absolutely. And I've, I'm absolutely so excited about this. I didn't think that I would become a research <laughs> Um, number cruncher, fundi. I'm, I'm worried about you. You're excited about, <laughs> about media <research>. software. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare. Help me here. Good. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just been an amazing uh, journey for myself over the last three years. So, um, you know, the industry and specifically the media owners have bought into to our research, which is really fantastic. It's a currency. And, and what does it mean to, to them? Is, is that, you know, if you're part of the currency, you've got more leverage in terms of getting more budget. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want. So the road research gives you your media metrics. So going back to your point, Doug, so we've got reach and frequencies, cost per thousands, impressions, and all of those great things that we haven't had before, we've got now. So the good old formulas, Gordon, that we use for yeah. TV and whatever, yeah. you can use that now to, to get your best um, out-of-home budget. Mm. We've also gone a step further. So we've done averages. Um, if you go onto the website, onto the OMC website, there's like averages, like how much would it cost? How many billboards would you need? What sizes would you need? Um, and we've given guidelines as well. So, you know, we keep on getting asked the question, you've got this research, fantastic, but is this schedule a good schedule? Yeah. Take Take traffic counts out of it. There's yeah. no more traffic counts. It's about an audience. Um, and we'll say, okay, well, that's good. So we've then come out with our guidelines as well to say, this is your average cost per thousand that you would be looking at based on reach or impact. This is your, you know, how many impressions you could expect. So that yeah. people at least have got an understanding of, of using these media. Yeah, it, it, it's crucial that you contextualize it and i know that in some of our discussions over the last couple of years we've identified a number of clients like where, where you sit with a spreadsheet and you attribution modeling so television has got rand x radio's got rand x so they're all generating uh, gross impressions etc then you've got an amount of money which goes into out of home but it doesn't actually appear if you don't exactly. have this 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 measurement it doesn't appear to contribute anything to to your model it just so it goes into the attribution model as an as an expense yeah. and, uh, without actually any contribution yeah. and and i think without that um you know the, the medium suffers and suffered very badly for for a good couple of years because it couldn't be uh, attributed into model but so, so that's the background. The software interface now is going to be much more under so, the control of the members. Yes. So, so what we have done is uh, the evolution of the OMC. Let's put mm, it that way. Yeah. The evolution of out of home, um, you know, research and and the currency. So, having looked at it, we have changed our partners. Uh, Coenda Infometrics. Uh, we terminated our our journey um, at the end of December. And we have joined with another partner uh, called MGE Data. 
um, and MGE is sitting in the in the Czech Republic, um, and we're dealing with the with as the long with Djokovic. Oh no, he's not. That's, that's <laughs> no, Serbia. Not sorry, <laughs> sorry, Djokovic. Yeah. So so um, they are, you know, a lot more advanced. They can offer us a lot more in terms of where the OMC wants to go. So mm. our journey, mm. um, and yes, Road was the first Czech that mm. we had that we had got and we had launched, and now we're looking at the second one. Which will probably be static. Um, stat- I've got to think of the right wording. Sorry, <laughs> the static travel. Um, so it would be a, a, and commuter notes. Mm. So it would be taxi ranks and it will be the train stations yeah. and it will be airports, etc. So that's what we we are costing and having a look at now. That's and that jack. Yeah. Sorry. sorry, no, Karen. That jack would be then funded by the media owners who would be interested in in getting audience yeah. data for yeah. those specific jacks. There are five jigs in total underneath the OMC banner, if we want to call it. So the rollout will come out um, as and when and how we can fund it and we, and we get asked for that. And uh, the partnership with MGE is where we're going to be able to do that because their methodologies and uh, their modeling or whatever allows for us to do that. We can get mm. indoors, which is yeah. fantastic. So we don't have to relay and rely on just the traffic um, yeah. on the outside. So that's great. And then the great to me as a, as a media strategist have is, is that Coende's uh, software called Quantum was licensed by Coende to Telma internationally. And therefore you had to take out a quantum license through Telma South Africa, which is which is all great and, and wonderful because they then obviously looked after the software and if there was a problem or whatever, we had somebody to contact. Okay. Um, but with MGE, the software is their software and it is web-based. Yeah. Um, and my biggest thing, um, and I'm, I'm very glad that the board has, has, the MC board has made this decision, is that the software is going to be available free of charge. Yeah. To, everybody so to everybody so means that media owners who are currently being lumbered with doing the runs and the proposals and everything for on behalf of clients Mm. um the media strategist and the media implementation person can do it themselves they don't have to wait so to your point you wouldn't have to wait for for media shop to come back to you you could actually go in contact the omc we'll supply you with with logins Mm. You can go in and you can see what's available. Yeah. You can put together. A I, I love it, but I mean, open source for me is is the key. Sure. Increasingly, you know, it's it, it, to invest millions and it is millions, doc. I mean, that's gone into yeah. this, mm-hmm. and and then have it lying dormant because people can't access it. Yeah. makes no sense to me at all. Uh, you also mentioned commuter nodes. I, that's just note to self here. I know Prime Media did some fantastic work on. Com- uh, commuter nodes and they, they had like a heat map representation yes. of, of movement and that uh, it was a really dynamic way of looking at it so I'm quite excited about that yeah. but let, before we, we wrap up though I know you also you got your head down on, on Woo which we talked about earlier that's the uh, World Out of Home organization but it's the Africa it's seminar the Afri- or uh, yeah, webinar Africa that's coming yeah. up do we have a date for that yet? Yes, um, so it's the Africa Forum, and it is going to be on the 3rd of February. It will okay. be in, in the afternoon. There's two sessions. Each session is about an hour and a half, so it's the full afternoon. 
I will be posting and and sending out uh, communication with regards to the save the dates and things. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for finalization of, of speakers and topics and things. Um, but yes, it's very exciting and we are very, very, very grateful to be included from a South African perspective. Um, but it's not just going to be South Africa. It's going to be out of home into okay. the rest of the And country. so for those listeners out there who are keen, and I've had a look at some of the potential topics, um, automation and programmatic, which is becoming a really big feature of, mm. of out of home, um, standardization of formats and out of home, that sort of thing, which is going to save a fortune on production, et cetera. Yes. Um, so there's lots of really hot topics. So how are people going to find out about this? Can we go to the so, OMC website? Yes, you'll be able to go to the OMC website and our Facebook page page and i will we'll be posting all that information and then people can then register with you um to be able to attend doc i think uh, that's been great before we wrap up we're going to what we did uh, before this uh, we had young Ms. Guilford, Kami, uh, was given a little scoreboard like they do uh, with the, the Olympic gymnastics and uh, <laughs> you've got to hold that board up you're going to give your mum a uh, score one to ten what Whoa! I think it, I think there's a bit of uh, trouble in the home here. I'm not <laughs> going. Can you at least write yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> but guys, Trish, thanks for coming and I appreciate it. Doc, thank you for for yeah. indulging me on a on a deep media dive. You've been very tolerant on this one. Um, much appreciated. And to the listeners out there, thanks for joining. I'll leave to Doc yeah. to to wrap for us. Thanks, Gordon. Yeah, thanks, Trish. And again, you know, as we've always said in in all of our shows, you know, continuously. Look to educate yourself. Here's a conference. Uh, it's available. Get on the link. Gordon shared the link with you. Trisha shared the link with you. And just be part of the conversation. You know, upskilling. Uh, you really got to, you know, we, we said it last week. Uh, I think we spoke about it, uh, about people just getting into the game, starting the year. The year started now. Yeah, you've got new stuff, new tools, open source software, free software. What more do you want, you know, other than using Absolutely. it and using it correctly? So from my side, thanks very much uh, to our guests. And, um, Gordon, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Ciao for now. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Matthias. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.